You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Uh, I have my co-host with me, back the second time. What's up? Mr. Kenan TK. RB10. TKRB. T- I got it right, yeah? You did. Toby, Cannon, Reed, Bryce. Last time you got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, Toby, <laughs> Cannon, Reed, Bryce. You said like TKBR or something yeah. like that. Like, you don't know me. At T-U-U-R-K on Instagram. That is, yep. Turk. Turk, yep. Yeah, which we covered in our podcast, which was quite a funny story. Yep. Um, we are here today to interview a mutual friend who's also kind of in the photography video game, mostly the video game, uh, but he wasn't always in the video game. It's kind of recent and blown up. Mr. Les Wu. Do you play video games? What's going on, people? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Dude, you don't have any time now to play video games. Dude, I, I almost dropped out of school because of video games. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, college. Like the first few years of college. And you, I, I skipped the whole semester. Were you going to be a streamer? I yeah. don't know what I was Twitch doing. wasn't a thing back then, was yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't a thing back then, but yeah. I, I skipped the whole semester when Assassin's Creed came out. <laughs> Like I literally sat outside the classroom because I got there early and yeah. it started playing. And I look up, I was like, "Oh crap!" People are walking out. Dude, uh, so that's never like, happened to me. Wildly ever. off topic, but when I was in high school, there was this kid that <laughs> brought like this little tiny TV, and he, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like a GameCube, or I don't even know. But he like he was just sitting in the hallway by this like wall plug in and just like playing. <laughs> we were just like, "What the heck, dude?" Yeah. Um, I don't know what he was playing, but yeah, it was. It's uh, back in the day, I would, there was when, what was that? It was the first Tom Clancy came out. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it was so cool. Rainbow it was Six. before Call of Duty. Rainbow Six? Uh, like Splinter, um, Splinter Cell? Me, no, it's kind of, it was like out, kind Ghost of. Anyway. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon, that's exactly what it was. Oh, yeah, I it was that. that. So that, that came out and like, we used to have a we used to have like one or two nights a, uh, a month where we'd meet at the golf club and this was like the dads would meet right and then like I'd go up and hang out because all my mates dads would play and they were sitting there you got eight TVs because everyone's got their own TV screen I mean this is like early two thousands like land party yes <laughs> like everyone so would bring dad, them yeah dads having land parties oh everyone would bring their, <laughs> everyone would bring their TV and their monitor and they and they'd all play together like there was it was. That that was when you know you couldn't actually like play online with people. You had to be in yeah. the same room to play on the team or something. It was quite funny. And we'd have like a full legit day, and I was just a kid. I was just watching. I never played, but I thought it was just. It's not like it is now. <laughs> Did you guys ever play Counter Strike? No. Uh-uh. What's that? that? That was the thing back then. In, yeah. Uh, when I was in middle school, the, like our, our computer programming teacher actually installed Counter Strike on all the computers in his lab. He did install it. Yeah, he installed it. So, <laughs> so we we'd have LAN parties during class. That's so good. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, bringing it kind of back to some direction today for the podcast. You said uh, video games, so I'm just yeah. scared to even play um, Keyboard video. Yeah, I mean, Les, where did you grow up, mate? How did you end up being in Oklahoma? I pretty much started out in Oklahoma. Okay. I came when I was one. Yeah. My dad came for uh, graduate school at OU, and then we followed him. Mm-hmm. So I'm about 98% Okie. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, it's, there's a lot of, it's, it's the immigrant mentality, isn't it? Coming out here, like you're following Yankee your dad's coming out to get a graduate degree and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't think Americans understand 
what families will do to be, to live in the states. You know, yeah, they'll they'll go through a lot. They they came here to uh, you know, looking for a uh, you know, better life, looking mm-hmm. for new things, and it is a lot. They even I don't understand. Yeah, and yeah. you said parents aren't here. Parents are back home now. They mostly live in China. Okay. Um, there's better business over there. Yeah. That's uh they I mean we've all been here for twenty some years. So you grew up in Oklahoma? You grew up in Norman. Grew up um, Asuna, all that stuff. Yeah, went to school in Norman and then I went to UT Austin my first three years of college to to get away from Norman. Yeah. And I ended up coming back. How was that? It was fun, dude. It was fun. Uh, Austin's a fun place. It's not the best place for an undisciplined young dude to go to school but <laughs> I don't regret it it's a good time it's a good time it's a good time no that's uh, and then came back just because you had to or just like I've got to get a job and graduate come back came back just because uh, I knew uh, being in Austin wasn't working out that great just keeping class all the time you know, this and that mm-hmm. but I came back uh, OU pretty much start over finished college you when, started like again Pretty much, I, lost, I lost like two years almost because <laughs> I transferred, and then uh, no, the uh, transferred? a no. bunch of them didn't transfer. Yeah. So I was on the uh, almost six-year program. Nice, um, but uh, yeah, I finished up at OU. Made it past two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> did you do the same degree, or did you oh, change no, the degree? I, the funny thing is, I started out college in advertising. Okay. At UT, um, not sure why. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought advertising sounded cool. Yeah. And then I found out maybe like second to third year in that the uh, average income for people in advertising, if they don't get into the big agencies, was really sad. Yeah. So I was like, the hell am I doing? Um, so I came to OU for energy management. It's actually my, my aunt found out about that program. It's pretty much oil and gas okay. you know, mixed with uh, law, finance. And I found out the sort of average income for you know, energy management grads was like five times yeah. um, what the average uh, sort of advertising income was from, from uh, for the UTs. I yeah. was like, hell, so I came back from a start over, finished up uh, college in energy management. Yeah. I liked it so much, I went back for round two. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I, still, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, so I went back for an MBA. Okay. That's how I ended up in finance. So you end up in the finance world after yep, yep. graduating, and yeah, I did a little bit in oil and gas, uh, a little bit of land work, like title research and stuff, yeah. stuff like that, and then uh, went back for an MBA. Ended up in finance, <laughs> <laughs> and that lasted how long before you got into the video game? Man, I think it was almost five years. Yeah, of uh, corporate finance, and then um, worked at an investment bank the last year before. Uh, going full time in video, so about close to five years. I think. I'm surprised you didn't do like a law degree or something. You have pretty much everything else covered, <laughs> right? Do I? Funny thing is, I actually liked law classes. Yeah. Um, one of our programs during college at OU was called IBC. I forget what it stands for. Like integrated um, business. Core or something. Okay. I forget what it stands for, yeah. but it is a, a program at Press College that um, the gist of it was our class would form an actual entity. And then yeah. we'd uh, um, come up with a product, like, you know, decide on a product to manufacture and sell. And it's basically to learn how to run a business. Okay. And um, that was one of the few 
things like programs or classes that I actually liked and I think is actually helpful. Right. At least for you no, know, for my uh, time in college. Um, but uh, we did that, and I was actually pretty good at the uh, law classes and all that. Right. Um, I sucked at finance, which is ironic. <laughs> Very ironic. Yeah. I uh, just to go about and get a master's in finance. Yeah, I, I had to retake a uh, basic finance class. Yeah. Um, didn't like finance classes at all, and somehow I ended up doing it for a living. Why did you go back? Why Were you not enjoying, like, the land stuff? No, well, I wasn't in the circle. Like, you know, at the time, um, I hadn't quite learned, you know, the importance of... Uh, Networking and making friends and knowing the right people. So uh, I had just a little short stint in oil and gas, and then it's like, damn, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I really went back to grad school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. That's the uh, that's the standard thing to do when you don't know what you want to do. Go yeah. back to school. Get an MBA and something. So, yeah, so that's what I did. Went back for an MBA. Um, this happened to be in front of the right people at the right time mm-hmm. who uh, got me into corporate finance. Okay. Um and you saw how much they could make and thought, hmm, maybe that's a little better too. Yeah, I mean, it was good money, and I actually liked the work. Like, I was good at the work. Yeah. I sucked at the classes. Do you think, did you have any other, like, prior skills that helped you in that way? Like, I assume there's a lot of Excel spreadsheets that go in, <laughs> and that where you, like, proficient in Excel. Yeah, that, that was one thing that I was good at, Excel. Um, sort of that problem-solving type stuff. Yeah. Um, it's computers in general. I've always been good at computers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Excel, uh, the, the one, the specific thing that caught their eyes, you know, the guys hiring me was a, uh, a project, um, a competition that we did or that I did with, uh, a group of architecture and you know, planning construction mm-hmm. people. Um, but it was a, uh, it was actually the Urban Land Institute's, uh, it was a development competition. Okay. So. Um, urban development and I did the finance part of it um, did all the numbers and that's what that specifically is what caught the eyes of the guys that hired me got you and pulled me into uh, the corporate finance world and that's pretty much what I did yeah. for close to five years like financial modeling tons of Excel yeah um, like SAP that type of thing I'm so bad at Excel. Because people that are really good at Excel, like when you just watch them, they're just like, yeah. Because I've seen you know somebody that's really good. And I'm like, all the shortcuts, everything <laughs> yeah. else, yeah. And they're just like, I'm like, well, but that, I mean, I think that goes with anything. Like people that are really good at Photoshop or people that are really good at you know Premiere, or yeah, DaVinci Resolve or whatever it is they're good at. They're just like, and they also enjoy it probably, right? Yeah. Like, I, I actually still it. like Excel. Like yeah. I, I still like working with Excel. I just don't really have a need to yeah. use it much, but. Um, I still like working with Excel. It's it's because uh, I've always liked building things. You know, mm-hmm. Like I used to love Legos and um, stuff like that when I was little. Uh, now it's like building camera rigs. But uh, <laughs> Excel is kind of like building things. You know, you're building yeah. uh, building these spreadsheets and uh, the worksheets, workbooks that you know, all tie together to right. do something. But um, if you go back to my really early stories, you'll see, uh, like, back when I was still working yeah. in finance and just started using Instagram, you'll see some of the stupid formulas that I put on my stories of, <laughs> you know, like, in Excel, the Excel formulas and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I still like doing all that. So when did, like, had you always kind of had a passion for videography or was this just, like, I want to... Fairly recent, man. Yeah. I, I always liked 
watching movies, and I love movies, especially action movies. Yeah. Um, like all the Marvel movies and stuff like that. But um, I got into video by chance. Yeah? By chance. My brother bought me a drone, like first drone ever for my birthday uh, a few years ago. Um, it sat around for a bit, and then when I finally took it out, I was like, holy crap. This, this is, thing's amazing. This is awesome. Yeah. Because before then, uh, movie making just seemed so far out of reach, mm-hmm. uh, like Hollywood, and felt like you got to be up there to make something, uh, something cool. And that's before I had discovered all these uh, YouTubers like Peter McKinnon and yeah. you know, and these guys. Um, but after I took the drone out and saw what it could do, I was like, holy crap, I can, I can make movies too yeah um that's kind of what got me into video okay you know, the more i did it the more i look at other uh you know, study other content creators like peter mckinnon and jacob owens and um, see what they do and a lot of them started out in totally different industries too yeah yeah definitely but uh yeah like you know i always thought you had to be you know go to film school and have a, a long career in the film to be able to make Oh, yeah. Awesome videos it's, and movies. It's a cool thing about the internet. The, the internet kind of is, degrees from YouTube. Yeah, the, YouTube yeah. University. The cool yeah. thing, yeah, you just, I mean, we have video cameras in our pocket now, and exactly, like, you know, I think it's it's crazy when you see people push the limits of like what can be done. Like I think back in the day, I think what was it the last one? Like I think it was an episode or of either what's that? Uh, Doctor uh, House? No, it was was it Lost? It was shot mm-hmm. on a five D Mark. Two. When it, I think I don't know if it like was like the series Lost. I think it was the final. What was okay. I, I don't even. Know, it might not even be Lost, but it was like at the time the Five yeah. D Mark II was like one of the best. It was like the best DSLR out or whatever. It's like one of the Canon's newest one. But it was like you know people are shooting on like big cameras and then like they they shoot this whole thing and nobody even knew that it was shot on a DSLR. Um, but now it's like you can do that same thing on a phone, you know. Yeah, especially the new iPhone that's just come out. Yeah. Do you have it yet? The I've no, I, no. Just, I use my phone for boomerangs. That's my <laughs> legendary boomerangs. Everyone listening is laughing their heads off right now if they don't understand that reference. Um, so you, you just like, yeah, I'm gonna get a drone and, and just start diving into YouTube and, and editing and all the rest of it. Pretty much, man. Because like, I uh, I go through, I've been, I've gone through a bunch of hobbies, all kinds of stupid hobbies, but they all fade out. You no, know, yeah. within I just get bored, I get bored pretty quickly. Um, I'll find, discover some new hobby, uh, go get all into it, I'll spend a bunch of time and money on it, and a couple of months later, it's like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> but I, I go through a bunch of hobbies, and when I got to video, yeah, I've been doing it for two and a half years now. And you're fully it, in it. Yeah, you? it's, it's like, I think this is something I actually should do. Wait, hold on, so that's, that's, that was news to me. You've, you've only been like doing this video thing for two and a half years? Yeah, about two and a half years. Canon needs to go back to YouTube. <laughs> University. Yeah, dude, my, like if you could see, my head like exploded. Uh, I didn't know that. I Kenan, thought, I how mean, long I have you, you been doing it for? What? How long have you been doing? Like, well, you're mostly photography based, but like been, the video editing and video stuff, uh, drone stuff. Uh, well, far as first of all, the my <laughs> dive into video is only like tours of houses, so it's yeah. really simple, easy stuff. Like monkeys can do it. Um, <laughs> but I've shoot, I've been shooting video like that for. Like, I don't know, three years, something yeah. like that. I mean, I, I can definitely see a difference between, like, my first video and, like, something I can do now as far as, like, the way I shoot and, like, understanding frame rates and understanding, like, that kind of stuff. But, 
I don't know. I just I did. I thought you'd been shooting longer than two and a half years. Um, just because I don't know. I think you're really yeah. good. Yeah, I remember back in the day where you took pictures and videos of model Lamborghinis. Yeah, that that was my one of my first uh, attempts at videos. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like I, a model, like an actual like model Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah like a toy one. Yeah, it's, it's like a well, like a sixteenth scale. Lim- it's actually sitting on my desk at home. Okay. Um, it was a, a pretty pricey, like super detailed model of a uh, of Entador. Okay. Did you did did you like do it to where like made it look like it was a real thing, like the, the full size thing? That was the that was the intent. Uh-huh. It did not work, but that's what I was trying <laughs> yeah. to do. I don't know who it is. I follow this guy on Instagram where he has like models and he like sets up this whole scene and he'll take a picture and like if you didn't know that it was like this like super tiny model, you would think that it was like mm-hmm. this full Dude, size. I, I've I've seen. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. There, there's one or two people that do that. Don't There's make, a farm uh, guy. It builds like farm kind of things. The one that I know does. I think it's called Redland something. Like super detailed sets that yeah. look real. Yeah, and it's cool. It's cool because like there's like super vintage looking too. It's like old cars, and so like you're like, how is this? And then you like see like you can swipe and see the behind the scenes of it. Like, oh, it's a, you know he set this whole thing up. But like if you didn't know, you'd be like, wow, that's like I don't know. It's just crazy. Dude, the behind-the-scenes stuff is awesome. That's like that's what's so cool about the uh, the internet, yeah, and dude, the social media. I think I think you're like the king of behind the scenes, dude. <laughs> like so, like I see. I mean, I've, I I don't know, like watching your stories, like just seeing. I don't know the the 360 video you've been. I, that's more of a recent thing. But first even, of all, the stories are very, very, very long. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that you even like call like people call you out for your long stories, and it's like in your long story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like your behind the scenes stuff is wild because I think even before you got this 360 camera that you recently got, um, you were doing like a full on behind the scenes video with like your other. Yeah, with my other like cameras. You, yeah, like you had two, ca- like two uh, black magic cameras, and then you're like shooting with one and doing a behind the scenes video of your own situation. Pretty, pretty much, like the king of behind the scenes over here. October 2017 was the Lamborghini video. Okay, so this okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was with the iPhone six. Yeah. I think. I oh, you showed the iPhone. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, that was like, back, you know, you two years in and come a long way. The iPhone six days. Uh, dude, I I never expected to even get into you know, cameras. Yeah. Because for a while, for I don't know, some like half a year to a year, something like that, I uh, only mess around with drones. Yeah. Never never intended to get into cameras or anything. Did you upgrade the drone before getting a camera, or did oh, you yeah, get I a crashed, camera first? I crashed a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> crashed a few drones in my day too. <laughs> yeah, the uh, any unrecoverable ones? Like couldn't oh, find yeah. them. You lost them. I never lost them, but they they were unsalvageable ones. Okay. Um, <laughs> the gimbals just hanging on by their wire. One one drone that I I wouldn't say I crashed. Something messed up with that. It just dropped out of the sky, <laughs> and it fell. Um, it was in my neighborhood, but it fell right in front of this lady that was parked in in the elementary school in my neighborhood. Yeah. Did she it, just lose her brain? Well, when I went looking for it, I kind of knew the. Ex- the uh, approximate location of where it was, but when I saw, I think she was just frozen. Yeah. How far away were you? It was just a few streets over. I, was, oh, but I, was, I mean, you couldn't see where it landed, though. It was like, oh, I'd see it going down. It, it was, yeah, so, so yeah. Like, I, knew, I knew where the drone was when it dropped. Yeah. Um, so I went to the general area. So it took area. you, like, what, five, ten, five, six minutes to get around there? Oh, no, it just took me a couple minutes because it was okay. just, like, two streets away ah, okay. um, in my neighborhood. But when I, I saw the drone just in pieces on the ground <laughs> in the parking lot, and the, the lady just, just 
had this horrified look. I was like, yeah. sorry, the lady. Government. <laughs> the government's satellites are falling from the roof. Yeah, I've never yeah. I've never had a drone just follow the sky. There's a somebody I work with, he's literally had like four or five drones that just follow. I'm like, dude, I'm knock on wood. Is there insurance for that? that has happened. Oh yeah, you can definitely get insurance. Okay. Uh, and especially with like the what, what we do, like we do have we have insurance yeah. just for situations like that because like you know, I don't want to fall in a house. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like that happens. Like, <laughs> the greatest wanna... video that I'm thinking of is the one where that guy's like battery's dying and he jumps into the lake. And oh, just yeah, saves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a classic. That's one. such a good video. Yeah. Um, so you crash plenty of drones. Yeah, and crash then... some of them. Um, uh, it got easier and easier to buy new ones. <laughs> yeah. Were you like doing work for the doing drone work oh, like no, for that, money at this no, time, that, or you just still practicing? I, I didn't start doing pay jobs until. Uh, um, at least a year into it. Okay. Because for for half a year, a year of doing just the drone stuff, I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, at some point, at some point, somebody offered to pay. Honestly, I can't remember who or yeah. what it was, but somebody offered to pay for a a little drone video, and then so I started doing paid uh, little gigs on the side. And people kept asking um, if I did regular video, which I didn't. Mm-hmm. But enough people asked. I was like, you know what? I should probably learn it. Yeah. So I went and got a camera, um, DSLR, actually a mirrorless camera. And it's just been a downhill slope from there. <laughs> yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars later. <laughs> Tens of thousands of dollars later. So you started out with a, a Sony. I th- you said mirrorless. I assume Sony the, was the only thing out at the time. And I start out with a uh, GH5. Oh, okay. Yeah, GH5. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I researched for a couple of months before I decided on that. Which at the time, um, like never having a camera before, it was it was pretty expensive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the GH5. Um, and was it like like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that? I want to say at the time uh, it's probably close to. Three grand for the camera oh. lens and stuff. Okay, the lens and everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not it's not cheap whenever you when like it, it's it's not cheap and especially for a first camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, like I, I was making decent money, so I, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. go for I've done this with all my other hobbies. Why not? This one <laughs> yeah, might actually much. make me money. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's what I started out with the uh, GH5, and that was my main camera for about a year. Uh, about a year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a bunch of other you know, secondary cameras throughout the time, and then about uh, a year or so into doing video, I switched to Blackmagic, and I've just been using Blackmagic since then. What's Blackmagic? It's a video camera. Okay. They they only do video. Like, they don't do photos. Okay. It's one of those, it's like, so you think of, like, higher-end cameras. Like, I don't know if anybody listening knows about cameras, but, like, red cameras are, like, like the REs, REs, those Hollywood are, okay. cameras. Those are really high. Okay, end. so not just your average Canon, Sony. You can yeah. buy in Best Buy. These are like specific. Yeah, but professional. The, cool, the cool thing about Blackmagic is it's super like consumer level, like price level ha- uh, okay. friendly. Okay. Like, you can buy yeah. like you can buy a, a really nice camera, like a really nice like Blackmagic for like twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. Which I mean is a lot of money, but it's also like not compared to like a Red that's like fifty thousand well, dollars. Also, if you're making money from this, right, then it's a it's a great investment. Yeah, but also, yeah. I mean, just comparing what a Blackmagic camera can do to, um, and the price of it compared to a Red or an Ari that's like literally $50,000. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And then you think of a Blackmagic that's 2500 And, and nobody like, would know the difference. It does like 90% of the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, so yeah, it's, okay. it's pretty awesome, dude. Those things are great. Yeah. And you got into the whole, like, building the rig and, like, all the rest of it. Yeah, that's like the... Uh, I mean, that's my stress relief, man. So I, I, I was going to say, I think, like, I feel like building your own rig and, like, having, like, things where you want it to go is kind of, like, a, is a little bit of a therapy or, like, even just... It, it is, it is. It's, it's just, a, like, your own personal expression or something kind of weird like that. Yeah, it's, it's therapeutic because uh, I used to play with stuff like Legos all the time and then... Um, a little too old for that now, but with the no, cameras, never too old for that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Dude, I'll go to Walmart now and buy Legos. But the uh, that's how it is with the cameras. Uh, my cameras work fine. The, yeah. the way I have them built work fine, but I'll, I'll just take them apart and rebuild them just because it's therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. it's and like a gun, isn't it? You got to clean your gun out, take it apart, like, put it back together. It's perfectly clean, but you still want to take it apart and clean it. Yeah. So when like did someone ask you to take you know do on the ground video paid? Did it take long? I also can't remember. It was sometime, uh, I think I had done a few on my phone before I got the camera. Just mm -hmm. you know, little, little jobs. And then, yeah. um, what did someone think when you rolled up? Were you like, what do you have? Oh, I just, just have my phone. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably what they were expecting <laughs> with that kind of price. So. Oh, really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just buy me lunch. <laughs> yeah, just buy me lunch and I'll do something. <laughs> I mean, it's like right after I got into uh, cameras, that's when I started working with uh, um, my buddy Kyle. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, we started working together right before I got my first camera. But, um, we were working for one of his clients, doing uh, one of his corporate clients, and they'd fly us out to different states yeah. to film their uh, equipment. But they, they manufacture equipment, and they fly us out to different places and film their equipment. And that's kind of what uh, we started doing with the real cameras and you know, drones and everything. Yeah. So that that was a good time. Uh, was it like at this point when you're starting to get flown around, it was like, okay, this is like, I need to quit the day job. And, that must have been really cool. Oh, no, I did that for quite a while before uh, I uh, left the day job. Yeah. I, like I said, you're making decent year, money. I yeah. Yeah, I think it's close to a year of doing that on the side. Um, actually, no, it was probably over a year, over a year of doing videos and mm -hmm. like with cameras and you no know, proper equipment on the side before uh, I went full time yeah. freelancing in it. But that that's one of the bigger uh, gigs that I had mm -hmm. for that corporate client. And uh, it was good practice because yeah. every trip we went on, we'd have more gear, more expensive stuff. And uh, it was just kind of fun. Because we were actually talking about when we first started doing work for that client, how awesome it would be if, like, in five years we could have black magic cameras, and then yeah, a year later, here we are. That's sick. <laughs> Do you still shoot for that client? Huh? Do you still shoot for that client? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, we haven't done stuff for them in a while. Um, like that, that job pretty much mostly finished. Yeah, I might do more in the future, but I guess if once you shoot all their stuff, there's not much. There's nothing <laughs> yeah, else to yeah shoot. you need to build more stuff. <laughs> yeah, I need more stuff to shoot. Yeah, so you start, you know, getting paid to do this stuff, and still working, and and I mean, basically every spare time you have is towards building your rigs or, or you know working on cameras, research, and stuff like that. Is there anything, I guess, at this point, are you thinking of going down, like, an avenue of, because there's so many, like, wedding photographers or, you know, like I said, the corporate stuff, like, Canon now is doing a lot more of the commercial, you know, architectural photography stuff, which is more of a passion. Did you ever think of, okay, like, I want to take this down a road, you know, what's going to be my thing? 
it's trying out a bunch of different things, a bunch of uh, like different uh, stuff like weddings, events, mm-hmm. some corporate stuff. I mean, most of the work I do now is corporate, yeah. commercial, PR Because it seems like stuff. the wedding stuff's like just the ent- let's do it. It seems like the easy thing to get a gig at doing, right? It, it's it's the uh, I feel like probably every videographer, cinematographer has gone through yeah uh, a wedding phase if they're not still doing it. It's mm. I mean it's it can be good money and yeah. it's good it's good practice like good experience. Yeah, um, well, I guess once you get the template down, it's probably like you do in, with houses. You know the set. You know how it's gonna go. You yeah. know what you've got to do. Yeah, the thing with weddings, like I've done a uh, a small number of weddings. Uh, you did th- one recently, right? Actually, yeah, one one recently, uh, just a few weeks ago. They never go how you think they'll go. Like so, yeah. something's always gonna change or go wrong. But it's it's good experience. Like you learn how to think quick and react quick, how to, how to adapt. So right. it's 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 good experience. Do you enjoy that more rather than like a, a strict like okay this is how it's gonna be this like like I said it's more like off the cuff I have to my skills come out more because I have to react rather than okay this is the shoot this planned this is how it's gonna this is how it's gonna go it's good every now and then <laughs> every now and then <laughs> they're never gonna see the shots you didn't miss it doesn't matter as long as you give, give them a few shots they'll be okay and even on the because um, I'm not at the level of doing. Uh, you know, like those big productions and like the mm-hmm. Nike commercials, that type of stuff, or you no know, movies and TV shows. Not at that level yet. Like the level I'm at, um, even on the you know, the produced stuff, the you know, sets and scripts and all, there's still uh, things will change on set and mm-hmm. you have to make adjustments on the fly. It's just not quite like weddings or events where it's completely, you know. You want to get one go at it. Yeah, one go, you just record everything and make something later on. Yeah. Whenever you're on jobs like that, like a wedding or something, do you ever even do you ever stop recording? <laughs> Pretty much, I don't. <laughs> it's just like hit record at the beginning I'm of the wedding, everything. and then hit and record at the end. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 what I did for a while because I did a lot of stuff for uh, the local nightlife around here, and then just you know, events and yeah stuff like that. And uh, that's that's what I did. I would just hit record and let it run the whole night. Yeah, that's wild. And then you get back and you have what four hours of content. <laughs> like, yeah, I had to pick the best parts uh, of this to get it like down a to million, a five-minute video, <laughs> like a million gigs of content. <laughs> editing those took forever. Is had to scrub through all that and find the um, the good parts, the usable parts, and then yeah. I mean, there's no storyline or anything. You have to kind of pull it off your yeah. butt. Yeah, you so, start to build the story, I guess, from doing it. Whenever yeah. I'm shooting, whenever I'm shooting video, uh, house videos, like I always just hit, I just stop recording whenever I'm done, with, like a scene or whatever. <laughs> and sometimes, uh, first of all, I wouldn't want to try to scrub through all of that. I mean, I'm, obviously, the house shoot's not going to be. That's why as, he's up till eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <editing>. <laughs> Probably he's just sitting there scrubbing. Yeah. Um, but there'll be times where I'm like, I get off on my like button, and I won't th- like, I'll like hit record. And I'll hit the button, but not to, all the way. <laughs> yeah, or and I'll think that I stopped recording and I'm still recording, and then so when I go to actually try to, okay, I'm gonna shoot the scene. I'll hit the button and it stops recording. I'll do the scene and then I'll hit it again and it starts recording oh, again. And then so you're recording the clips and that's when you <laughs> walk into next rooms. Yeah, and so like it'll be a couple clips and I'm like, ah, oh, dang. And then I have to go figure out where that started happening at and then reshoot those same scenes. It's like oh, that would. But really I also I I think I'd rather do that than have to sit there and scrub through like. I mean, obviously, I'm not shooting as much video as you were, but like just scrubbing through all that stuff, trying to find the the good parts, the gold. Oh, yeah. man, I, I stopped doing that. It's because uh, too much space. Like my one of my biggest expenses now is just space, like storage. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Especially running multiple cameras on pretty well, much every job. Especially um, you're shooting Black Magic, it's shooting like 4K, like raw. Are you shooting raw or are you shooting ProRes or what are you shooting? Both raw and ProRes, like big file sizes, yeah. uh, long run times. Like four I, minutes is like a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a shit ton of gigs. Yeah. yeah, it's like terabytes of stuff. Yeah. So, I, I, I just, so you have I a lot of external run. hard drives then? Well, like a ton of them. <laughs> I mean, my drives the probably cost more than my cameras. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, those, those things add up quick. Like, I mean, for me, I use like a, I have a four terabyte drive that was like two hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. It's probably cheaper now. As like as technology gets better, those prices drop a little bit. But yeah. still, it was like every time I go buy a new hard drive, it's like there's another two hundred bucks. There's another two hundred bucks. <laughs> Man, I used to think four terabytes was massive you know, yeah, before I got into I'm sure, video I'm sure and all that. Because I had a couple of uh, those little external and you know, Western diesel drives that I just keep you know, files uh-huh. on, mm-hmm. and four terabytes will never run out. And now it's like four terabytes. That doesn't it's even last night. a day. Yeah, it's like oh, one job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. How, so how like do you have how how long do you keep that stuff? Do you keep just keep forever indefinitely? Do you do you ever delete stuff? I guess is my question. I did keep stuff forever, but just because so much space, I, I just had to start deleting stuff. Yeah. Um, it just depends, man. Like some some jobs or some um, shoots that I might want to use the footage later. Yeah, my own reels or stuff like that. I'll, I'll keep those. Or, or if it's really a, like a high paying important job, I'll keep the uh, raw footage just in case they might want it later. But yeah, other than that, I just I don't, I don't keep a whole lot of uh, raw footage around anymore. And so for me, I actually had this conversation recently with somebody. They were asking me like if I if I keep all the photos I take, and like for real estate stuff, no, like eventually I'll delete Definitely it because not. it doesn't mean yeah. that much. But like all the photos I've taken like personally, like of like just like documenting my life or like friends and stuff. Like I have all that stuff that I've taken for the last like five years Yeah. on just like multiple hard drives. That's and I was sick. thinking like, it's cool that I can look back at that. But also when I think it, I'm like, okay, some, sometimes I'll like take a photo and I'll take like four of the exact same photo just to make sure. I well, everybody's <laughs> phone is filled with four or five photos of the same yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, okay, at some point I need to like deep storage this. And have you ever thought about buying like a big, like raid system, like a, like a big, like, I mean, I don't know how how big you'd have to go, but I've seen people with like twenty terabytes or like sixty terabytes of just like deep storage stuff. Like, have you ever thought about that? Would you eventually, ever... I'll need to. No, yeah. Not at that point yet. Eventually. Explain that to me because I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, it's basically just hard drives, like external hard drives, just a giant stacked one. together. Like it's, it's just a bunch one. of stacked together okay. and like linked together, and okay. just a lot of people. Makes sense. Like somebody like Casey Neistat, he's like a YouTuber mm-hmm. guy. He like keeps literally everything he's ever shot. Yeah. So like even like years and years ago, he has it somewhere deep storage, and so he can just go find it. And I think to me the the nostalgic thing about like that is cool to me. That's kind of why I keep all my stuff. I don't want to delete it just because yeah. like you know I can go look back at three. What's years. the modern day version of your parents having photos in a suitcase in the attic? Massive stack of hard drives, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's yeah. what it is. Like I, like when I was a kid, I'm like, I I remember going to my grand's house and she was like, bring out this the you know oldest looking suitcase I've ever seen open it up and it's just full of old photos yeah, yeah. I love seeing that yeah. right I, was, I think that, that obviously that, the new version of that is like said what you're doing yeah and that was kind of the conversation that I had the other day it was like okay so what what about all these raw files that are on this hard drive like nobody nobody in the future is going to know yeah. what to do with this you know so and that kind of made me wonder like should I start like printing some of this stuff out or like what I mean because you know once at some point these hard drives aren't going to mean anything even yeah. though they're full of like memories or whatever you want to call it them, would be don't... sick to create like a nice like coffee table book because they're coming back now aren't mm-hmm. they like coffee table books like legit like 
not just a magazine but a legit like book of images hard yeah it's looking if that's kind of, that'd be sick that would have. be interesting to go back and just have like, like a volume of stuff. yeah that'd be interesting just just by you yeah I mean, that'd it, be really it, cool it is a different experience to have a you know physical print in your hand oh yeah because we my parents keep um the old photo albums from mm-hmm. you know, their younger days and like my childhood and it's uh it, it, it's a different experience it's cool to, to see that to actually yeah to have It'll it in your hand yeah. And, yeah um so when did like you know you've obviously you for your full-time freelance now you don't work where you used to work what, what was that whole decision like how did you did it take a while to do that like for you to make that jump or did you always were you always working towards that i want to say it was a pretty uh it was it wasn't a very long decision yeah um but by by then uh by then um my my mind was more on video than my yeah actual work so i figured it's it's time to switch time to switch my actual work yeah and like leading up to it, i guess you made sure that you had you know like clients ready to go so you could at least make some money yeah so by by that time i, I had a pretty decent amount of um paid work with video mm-hmm. and then of course i have some money set aside from yeah for my day job helps but uh, yeah, by by then I had a just a low number of mm-hmm. you no know, paid work on the video side, and by by that time, um, it's like when when all all your free time, like all if I'm not working on my actual work, it's like all my free time, spare time, um, it's pretty much video on my mind. Mm-hmm. How to do more video, do better video. It's like all the stuff I was looking at was yeah. the video. Trying to figure um, out how to do that, how to like what this person's doing, how they did this. Yeah, so so by that time I figure uh, this isn't just a, another hobby that I'm still right. gonna, get bored of. Like, did uh, do you think that if you didn't have like clients like stacked up, do you think you would have made the jump, or do you think like was there? Do you think there would have been a point where you're just like, okay, I have to stop doing this and I need to start doing this? Like, do you think you would have made that transition without like the comfortability of having already set in stone clients? Or like, would you think you would have taken this big step in the dark without it? Does that, does that make any sense? Yeah, you know, eventually, uh, I mean, even if I didn't have some clients, some uh, an upcoming work in the pipeline, um, given enough time, I would mm-hmm. likely still have uh, kind of hopped on. Yeah. How old were you when you made that decision? It was just a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. So I was 30. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such a big thing. That, like, when you're younger, when you're in your, your, your early 20s, you're like, oh, I'm going to make a career change. It doesn't work out. I can always back to work, right? Which you, I mean, yeah, 10 years later, it's the same decision, but you have so much more to lose, right? Than like, oh, I'm going to give away this job where I make good money to do something that I really want to do. It's the it's the question that everyone in you know wants to try and do, wants to ask themselves, right? Everyone listening or everyone would love to work for themselves not many people can right but like that's kind of like the goal isn't it and especially now in today's world entrepreneurship is more and more popular yeah and it's i figure the earlier the better Mm -hmm. before uh before you pick on the responsibilities of having a family and all that it's yeah uh, it's a lot easier to make those risks when you don't have that kind of stuff yeah you can you can take on more risk because it's mostly just you that would be Mm -hmm. taking a loss um once you've got a family to feed, I feel like it'd be a lot more difficult to yeah. mm-hmm. to make a jump to give up a you know steady income. Yeah. And so to present day, I mean, what you obviously do a lot of videos are all really cool. They're all still quite a variety of stuff. There's not something that you, 
I guess, put your mark on yet? Are you still just kind of trying everything? Yeah, still trying different things. Most of the stuff I do is, you know, corporate commercial PR mm -hmm. type stuff because that's what makes money. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got money to spend. It, you got time to It, it yeah. pays. It <laughs> pays. And, and I, I like doing it. Mm -hmm. The uh, Eventually, at, you know, down the line, I want to do more kind of film narrative type stuff. Okay. But those, that stuff just takes time. It takes time to learn and to kind of get yourself into the right place. Yeah. You're going to have one of those crazy car rigs driving around the streets of Oklahoma City <laughs> making a car scene. I know, right? <laughs> There's not many of those rigs in the world, is there? There's like two or three. There's they a, strapped one to a Lamborghini recently. Yeah, you don't see a whole lot of those around here. Mm -hmm. Not cheap. They're pretty sick, though. They so, are. So you do have, like, you, you do have, like, well... Like you have thoughts and ambitions of doing like a bigger, like a big, like uh, like a documentary or something like that, or like yeah, more the you no know, storytelling type stuff, no narrative type stuff, but just bigger. I always go, I'm always going for bigger and better yeah. projects, bigger yeah. and better things. Do you write your own stuff? Sometimes, you know, some some of the jobs, uh, the clients will have you know, the scripts or you know, right. the outlines and storyboards and that type of thing. You know, some I'll write, some I'll pull in other people to write. Mm -hmm. It kind of varies by the job. Okay. How often do you go into jobs now? Well, I guess, I mean, you, you haven't really been in it very long, but, like, <laughs> how often do you go into jobs where you, like, you just shoot and then you just figure it out later? Not that, not that often anymore. Okay, okay. Not that often, uh that's like early it's on very, it's, <laughs> yeah early on that's pretty much all i did a lot yeah. of anxiety and that you're like okay i got this stuff now what <laughs> yeah early on that's pretty much everything i did was get the footage figure out what to do with it later but now pretty much every job is um you go in at least with an idea of what yeah what the goal is and the storyline and all that did you ever think of going down like the has anyone asked you to like video them for like vlog style stuff? Now that like Casey's obviously one of the he kind of started it, didn't he? Casey Neistat was like the beginning of it. I mean, he it. definitely wasn't the first uh, vlogger, but, like, but the I most, think the vlogging, most well known one. Yeah. Vlogging as we know it now, he kind of pioneered that yeah. style of just like having like Hand quality. Because yeah. before it was just like a small little. When you have like Gary V has D Rock following around all yeah. the time. Has anyone asked you to ever do that? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So several people have. Yeah. You just just follow me around all day and video it, and I'll just pay you for the rest of your life. Yeah, like I, I like some some of the work I do is you know, similar to that. It's mm -hmm. not quite like the D Rock type. It's, it's similar to that. Um, yeah. It's creating consistent content. Um, it's, uh, you know, like that would take away time to do other other right. projects. So it's kind yeah, of I feel a, like you'd have to really dedicate. Like if somebody asked you to do that, and you were like, "Okay, I'm going to do that." Yeah, that's you, your only project. You would have to dedicate. You're yeah. just working for them. Yeah, so it's just a balance right now of trying different things yeah when you I know, I know people who follow you will see that you know you regularly work with a few few different people like they obviously have you on you know <laughs> retainer doing the same thing which is i'm sure a lot of fun because you get to build and work on this thing not just two or three times like you're on it months yeah at a time. On, ongoing yeah ongoing you get more invested in it more involved in it mm -hmm. um and it's also it's also a good opportunity just to test things that you know try things that you might not be able to try on like a one-time sort of corporate job yeah so it's it's a lot of benefits to that yeah yeah sick it's a lot of cool stuff like the the video you did for the high school the hype video was it oh yeah the that recently was uh, del really city cool. uh del city football yeah and the video you, that like short one minute video you did for hunters uh like well, was his, birthday party, bash? his birthday bash was pretty <laughs> sick too is that stuff just like kind of like what canon did with his you know commercial photography stuff that's the stuff you really want to do kind of 
keeps the creative juices flowing and like you really enjoy that side of videography yeah like i still do projects just on my own yeah um projects on my own uh for fun and and free stuff like if you follow guys like gary v like they they preach um if you want to get into something one of the best ways is to just do it yeah and I, i still do that um if it's a type of uh, type of work that I haven't done, I want to get into it. I'll I'll do it for free, mm-hmm. just to have it, just to be able to do it, get it on my you know under my belt. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think I think doing like doing free work because I think that's not even how D Rock got on with Gary Vee. Yeah. Doing, free, doing a free thing, but yeah. like I think doing free work and also doing like having personal projects is is like a really um, big thing as far as like. First of all, just keeping your mind going, because like when you get do the same thing over and over, it can get stagnant. But yeah. just like choosing to do something for yourself and like have no real like intent on making money on it, it's kind of you know it just helps you kind of stimulate your brain. There's a architectural photographer out there. He his name's Trent Bell, and he does a lot of this like personal project stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like it's really cool. Um, and then there's another guy. His name's Mike Kelly. He's also an architectural photographer. His one of his personal projects they did, he where he he'll sit outside of an airport for like literally all day. If you you probably seen the photos where it's just like oh it's every single yeah, yeah, plane yeah. that's taken off that's that so, day that's like that just collage it all together. That was just a personal project, oh, it's but so cool. he probably makes more money selling those prints like worldwide. And that was like years ago that he did it. Yeah, and he's still making money off of that stuff. And it's it was one of the something. greatest photos that he's yeah. put together. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like he just literally combined two of his. He he loves um, aviation and he loves photography, so he just like. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do it, and now it's like one of these the craziest. Like he probably makes more money on that than he does like his actual job. Yeah, like I have no idea who the guy you're talking about, but I know that picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, like everyone has probably seen that picture. Yeah. So I think you know finding those doing personal projects like you were saying, like I think that is a really important thing. Yeah. Not even just to make money, but just like to keep your brain going and keep you know stop not be stagnant and mm-hmm. not get in that dormant yeah. state. It is a way to to learn and move forward. But if you're doing the same thing, you know, the same types of jobs all the time. It, it could be hard to mm-hmm. level up. So no personal projects or just doing free projects. It, it's a way to level up mm-hmm. to, yeah, to sure. do something new, do something different. Is there anything that's on the radar that you haven't done yet that you really want to do? Well, currently working on a music video. Um, that's something a, different. A couple of them, a couple yeah. of music videos. I hadn't done it before, but I mean, it seems fun. I see you've been posting about one on uh, your story. Is that Are you working on something like that? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, one one of them will be out soon. Okay, then, okay. Um, Actually, shooting that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, the other one that we'll we'll be filming that soon. Okay, we're filming the rest of it soon. Yeah, and yeah, mu- stuff like music videos, uh, little short films, um, documentary type stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's a lot of different things that I want to do and haven't done yet. Yeah, and it's uh, it's about finding the uh, finding the time and finding the right people to do it with. That that's another big part of like ever since going going freelance doing this full time uh, finding the right people. Yeah, because I'm sure there's everyone out there that wants a video and they don't want to pay you for it. You yeah, know? that and and a lot of times like a lot of the jobs now like I'll need to pull in people to work with me on. Okay. You know, hire people or find people to work together on, and um, that that is one of the most important parts of video. It's just finding the right people. Yeah. to work with or to work for or to have work for you but finding the right people mm-hmm. I think also maybe just finding the right time because you said something about finding time but also just finding the right time because maybe um, I don't know you haven't 
it's, I don't know, it's just not the right time to do whatever this personal yeah. thing, like this personal product that you're trying to do is. Yeah. And even on jobs too, like some, you know, some of the, uh, some of the projects, you know, jobs I've worked on, it, it takes a month or two for, you know, for the time to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, if you're, do, if you're doing this, I, I imagine it'd be this similar for any business that you're in. Um, you got to constantly be filling up the pipeline. Oh, yeah. Constantly adding to the pipeline. Has that been kind of one of the hardest things to concentrate on? Because, I mean, your head is in editing, it's in all this stuff, but then obviously, you know, you need to have a job to go to after you finish the one you're working on. It is, yeah. Like, half the day is spent pretty much filling up the pipeline, like going out, prospecting, meeting people, doing all the uh, boring admin stuff, sending emails and making calls and stuff i love to do yeah, all, all, all that fun stuff yeah no but i mean like you know, like the corporate stuff that you do it's not just like your average hey sit down talk to my you know talk to a, a camera and that's it like the cycle bar videos you've done are really cool they're a little different um you know and then i'm just looking at your instagram because there's a ton of stuff on there but you've also done <laughs> you know you've done like you even got into the real estate videos as well luxury real estate and stuff like that like how was that how was the luxury real estate stuff that's fun. Like you no know, real estate, I, I I never was super into real estate in general. But the uh, like the lifestyle type of videos, those are fun. It's more along the lines of um, the type of videos that I do. That's that's yeah, more like yeah, you'd rather do more of that. Yeah, than... you know they've got a little plot, a storyline. It's yeah. a little more of the cinematic type stuff. So yeah, that that was a fun project. Yeah, a lot more drone work too. Yeah, a little more drone work. Man, it's, it's kind of funny. I started out with drones, um, only drones, and then now drones are like a little tiny part of... Yeah. <laughs> a tiny part of the... Uh, it's just another camera. Yeah. Well, it's good, though, because like, you've just built your like arsenal of, hey, this is what I can do, right? And then the more you have, the more valuable you are to prospective clients. Yeah, just to have, just have more tools and more skills on hand. Yeah. It never hurts. never hurts. Mm-hmm. Do you... So when it comes to drone, do you... Um do you ever have people like ask you specifically for a drone or do you like whenever you're like thinking about putting a video together like a project do you think okay a drone would be a really good like a good would get me a good shot for whatever it is you're trying to do or yeah, do you yeah. wait for the client to want drone it's it's part of the uh part of the plan i saw if 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 aerials will go well you no know, for the shot go go well for the story if it adds the story then i'll i'll use it you just pull the tool out yeah yeah i think for me being in like the real estate thing like, <laughs> like please don't ask for it please don't ask for it please don't <laughs> like, ask for it <laughs> I, I know that's how it is for, with uh with a lot of productions like drones yeah. are kind of a separate thing but yeah. for me it's just another camera yeah like, i don't care if they want to pay extra or not it's just another camera to me yeah. well so so as far as like we don't really char- we don't charge extra for the drone but like if somebody doesn't ask me for the drone like even if i like sometimes i will but sometimes like, even if it like <laughs> Depends who it is. That's yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, the situation may be like, okay, a drone would be a really good asset to this video. They didn't ask for drones. So like, yeah. Uh, most of the time, most of the time, if I if I don't see drone on my calendar, I just won't even bring the drone at all. Yeah. So that's it's not me just being lazy. It's like I didn't bring it with me. I didn't know it was free of charge. I'm just gonna keep asking you for it now, just to <laughs> wind you up. You should never have said that. You know, sometimes I there there's this there's a person. They get drone on every single thing, and it's like yeah. this eighty eighty thousand dollars square or eighty eighty thousand dollar house yeah. in Yukon, and it's like on the time. I'm like, dude, this drone is gonna do more harm than it is good for this property, <laughs> dude. You don't want There's it. So some things just do not go yeah. well for with aerials. Like, yeah. Yeah. has there been any projects that like you've 
kind of turned down or just like, oh, I'll do it, but I don't want to do it again? I, I have uh, I actually turned down quite a few projects. Um, but it's like the, the more you do, uh, as you get more consistent work, it gets yeah. easier to turn down projects that either you don't want to do or that projects that just aren't your thing. Like there's other yeah. people that can do better. What's the your biggest pet peeve? There's a lot. There could be a lot. He's thinking. It's easy for there to be a lot. There's a lot. The lack of communication probably is one of the first things that comes to mind. The lack of communication. Like with any project, um, good communication is uh, kind of the starting point. Yeah. So what's what's like in the works for next year? Like what what do you want to do next year? What's like the goal? I don't know. Is there anything? Because I know like you're very hands-on get head down get after it obviously because you've only been doing this two years and you're very good at it now um Kenan's mind is still blown <laughs> it's just in pieces over here actually yeah, yeah, I, was like, I need to work harder um yeah what, what's kind of the plan for next year we well, just continue doing this yeah still like around like Oklahoma or do you want to travel a little bit more so far I'm likely around Oklahoma um kind of build up some business here build up a little home base here but mm-hmm. just go after bigger better projects yeah meet more people do more things okay it's a good goal i agree with that yeah yeah the, I mean, there's nothing wrong with you know putting your head down and that's kind of the goal for this next year i'm just going to interview as many people as possible yeah. and yeah. we will work towards videoing it as well <laughs> yeah yeah with the whole uh i know a lot of people like to do five-year plans and 10-year plans um it's like i i have a i, I like i know what direction i want to go yeah i just don't feel like you know five-year 10-year plans are too much value for me like just seeing it's how fast things change it's a lot of time That's, yeah like, i feel that same way like when i look i mean obviously i was younger then but like when i think back to five years ago yeah i would never thought that i would be where i'm at right now like i first of all it wasn't well i guess five years ago now i was but like you know you were just getting started i right? just getting started and whenever i had this thought a couple months ago like i wasn't even in like five years ago from that I was like didn't even own a camera wasn't this wasn't oh, yeah. even a thing to be here so just so much changes in yeah. five, even yeah. like five seconds you know, or five months you know whatever it is is it uh, is it Tom Bilyeu who says try and figure out what you want to do and figure out how you can do it in six months is that who it says that I think it, it might not might be him but that's one thing that comes to mind is like if you want to do it what's stopping you doing it in six months yeah I don't I, you know, the name sounds for me who, what does he do he sold Quest nutrition oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and has a impact theory impact mm-hmm. theory is his main thing mm-hmm. really cool stuff um but yeah it's like why you know if you want to do something why, why can't you do it in six months rather than you know you have a goal or you thing you want to do right yeah um any clients that you have that you'd like who would be someone next year that'd be like if i got this client i have like made it is there anybody that stands out Nike. <laughs> yeah, Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nike. He's, re- he's saying this is Oklahoma, and that's what he's really thinking. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. this is Oklahoma. Yeah. I could fill you full of work. I don't know how much money you'd make from it, but it'd be mostly referral-based. No, is there anything that stands out for next year outside of just keep doing what you're doing? Not particularly, man. Just, no. keep, just, anything just like keep moving forward. Getting more into... Because the mobility of drones now is is mental. Some of the stuff they can do, uh, and that just made me think of like you know you said earlier you're a big action fan, Marvel movie fan. Like some of the drone stuff is, you know, it's it's very very impressive. 
Yeah, it's it's like right now it's something that I just like to experiment with. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's it shows how fast things happen. Like I never I started out with drones. I never intended to get into cameras, and now it's kind of the other way around. Yeah, it's like all cameras and occasional drones, but it, there's still something that I just like to experiment with and see what I can do with it. Cool. Uh, what kind of shots you can get, what you can do with them. But uh, like n- nothing in particular with you know, like drones and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. another camera. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing what you can do with it. Nice. I'm excited to see the stuff that comes next year, man. This is, uh, and I know you only put a little bit. Everyone that sees on your Instagram, it's just a little bit of what you do, isn't it? <laughs> you know, because I'm sure there's things that, you know, they're the clients work, right? You can't post it or whatever until they post it. But that end, I just got lazy with posting. <laughs> you well, you're too busy your in your you stories. Still got a 20th story no, yeah, that's story. why. I got lazy posting when <laughs> yeah, 30 <laughs> stories. You're like, yeah, tap tap. It's just a bunch of dots up there. And well, that and hunting license plates. That's, that's yeah, like, too, that I've been, yeah, I've been seeing people tag yeah, you. Stuff. I keep tagging <laughs> it now. Someone asked us the other day, was like, I think they, they responded to us both, like, okay, is Oklahoma like a thing for license plates or is like, does it just last okay, his thing? I'm curious too, what, did you just started doing it? Is just something you were... Well, he's always on the road, didn't he? So he always driving somewhere. Yeah, I'm always on the road. Like, I've yeah. always liked funny license plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just never storied them until, yeah. I guess, fairly recently. I I just like jumped on as well and be like okay every time I see one I just tag him in it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's so. a recent thing, but you're super famous, so everybody jumped on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like I, I was surprised how many custom plates there are around here. Oh, there's so many. If you look for them, Dude, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Dude, my aunt has one that says "Oh baby." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's one in my. Uh, I, I every time I drive by it, I keep forgetting to take a picture, and I will um, next time I see it. But there's one in my in-laws' neighborhood that. Um, it says "Ahoy, mate." Is it A H O Y and then M eight? Like, nice. There's, there's, cool. some, there's some clever ones out there. Yeah, yeah. There are there for a while. I was, I was thinking about putting Wild again on mine, but I don't know. I, d- I didn't ever jump on the custom play ah. game. I don't know if I will. I might have to just get you one. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy one. That's just like I'm, I'm sure you can find them somewhere. That you can just make them and just give it to you. I'll just and I'll take my actual plate yeah, on and put yeah, that on yeah. there. And just put your plate like in the window somewhere and put like the actual wild again plate where it needs to go. Totally. Uh, so before we wrap this up, somebody listening who really wants to get into photography, videography, you know, what would you say? I'd say go for it. Yeah. Do it. No reason not to. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, um, really for like any anything, like whenever you discover what what you like to do, just go for it. Yeah. yeah. And Get on YouTube, kind of probably the same thing as you say. Can University of YouTube. YouTube University. That is literally there. where I learn everything, yeah. including finance. Like back when I was working finance, that's also where I learned <laughs> yeah. everything. There's plenty of Excel <laughs> yeah, yeah. tutorials on YouTube. Yeah, but yeah. no, just go for it. I, it's, I mean, for those that are uh, wanting to come out to you know do their own thing, mm-hmm. I'd say you just gotta be ready for, you know, be ready for, uh, know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know a lot of people that want to get into. Um, entrepreneurship. They they want the lifestyle, but they're not really. They don't really want the. Uh, want to go through the process. They don't want to work. Getting there, yeah. you just got to know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, like really, like, you, there's always a chance you might get lucky. Just be in the right place at the right time. Um, get a big hit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if you want to be have a solid foundation and. Um, have the confidence that if you screw up and fail, you can get back up and do it again. Yeah. It's it's just going to take time, and you just got to know what to expect, mm-hmm. what, what you're getting into. 
Well, I guess you just kind of what you did. You just got to devote all your time to it and become better and better and better and learn because the better you are, then, you know, when that timing does come around and that opportunity does come, well, you know, you have a highlight reel of legit work that you may have already gone and done for free, right? Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like, this thing is free work that nobody has to know that you did it for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they yeah. just have to yeah. see that you did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I think um, even on that, like what you were saying about just doing it, like... I think that, I mean, that is, like, one of the most easy, like, okay, duh. Yeah. But, like, I really but nobody think... actually does it, though. Yeah, but I think... Yeah, yeah to I, actually do it. I think what it is is, like... Because even now, you know, being, you know, five years into what I'm doing, I still kind of... I see other people that are, like, above me, and I'm like, oh, wow. But the the reality is, is there's, like, there are no gatekeepers mm-hmm. anymore. Like, there used to be... You know, back in the day, maybe there was, you know, gatekeepers of, like... You know, you, you got to be like what you were saying, like you, you got to go to film school to get into. Yeah, 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 but that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, with, you know, with, like we were talking about earlier, like cameras in our pockets for photos or for video, like gatekeepers don't exist anymore. Yeah. So you can literally start a YouTube channel. If, if doing video is your thing, you can start a YouTube channel like right now, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. And, you know, who knows what happens in a year mm-hmm. if you keep at it. So. Yeah, like it's it's all on you. There there are certain professions, you know, like doctors, lawyers, engineers that you, you kind of have to go through the conventional route to mm-hmm. to be in it. But mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these other industries now, they're it's all on you to get into it. Yeah, no gatekeepers. No gatekeepers. Yeah, you just have to you just have to do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. awesome. How can people follow you? How can they book you to do your stuff? Instagram yeah. at l e s w o o o. Which is not actually your last name. That's not actually my last yeah. name. <laughs> or my website, leswu.com, okay. which is L-E-S-W-U.com. Real name. That is like, my actual last name. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, that's where I direct everybody to my and website. Canon too, how can they get involved if they need any real estate architectural photography? Uh, well, you can follow me on Instagram, Turk, T-U-U-R-K. Uh, for our, like, you can go to my website, tkrb.co. Um Kind of, it's under construction right now. So depending on depending on when you're listening, to, yeah. <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this, you may go there. And be Do like, not go there. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a contact form. So if you actually did want to get in contact with me, there's a place awesome. you know, that'd be like, "Hey, bro, I want you to shoot my stuff," and I'll be like, "All right, cool." All right, cool. But, Wild. Wow. Rad. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I hope somebody listening got uh, some value from this outside of uh, us three just kind of chopping it up a little bit. But man, I really appreciate you for coming in. Oh, appreciate, um, appreciate you guys having me here. Excited to, to see everything that you do. And uh, yeah, Last Woo 2020. Do it up. I'll vote for you. Marvel <laughs> movie. I'll vote <love> you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.